Welcome back in to Ride with the Todd, everybody. I am your host, Austin Randolph, here with my co-host, Ethan Haynes, over the telephone as he is enjoying some family time over Thanksgiving. Uh, e, how are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Hoping this episode rocks like it normally does with us being a little bit farther apart than normal, but we're doing all we can to get this Auburn preview out to you guys. I'm, hey, we're doing whatever we can to pump out this content for our listeners. We appreciate all you guys listening. Um, we're going to kind of do this as we always do. Uh, we're going to talk about Austin P a a little bit. Not a whole lot to talk about with that game. We're going to talk about basketball. Basketball is rolling right now. We'll, uh, we'll get into the Iron Bowl preview a little bit. And uh, As always, we got some great questions from our listeners. We appreciate that. Uh, so we're going to try to answer them as well as good as we can. We got some good ones today, so it's got we got to think yeah. about it a little bit longer. Yeah. Um, Austin P wise, I thought we looked okay. Um, obviously, for a game like that, um, you're going to come out flat a whole lot uh, more times than not when you're playing uh, lesser competition. I know there's been a lot of times where um, you're just like, oh, this team plays down to their competition. Old teams wouldn't do that, but there was time. We were tied with the Citadel at halftime. Uh, yep. I remember there's a lot of games versus these these bad-name opponents to where we didn't perform to the way we wanted to. So it's not really an outlier, uh, the Austin P game. So uh, it's just – it's really hard to get up for those games. Defensively, I thought we played really well in the game. We created some some turnovers for the first time really all year. Uh, so uh, I guess you'd call that an anomaly of uh, a defensive performance. <laughs> yeah, you, you know, I thought we didn't look as good as we wanted to, obviously. But if you take away the two turnovers early on in the game for us, this game kind of goes how we expect it to go, you know, kind of run them out of the stadium. Like you said, it's one of those early games where you're playing a no-name team. So – Obviously, you're not going to come out as fired up as we expect to come out this weekend. But for the most part, I thought we looked good. Um, offensively, another lackluster game by Bill O'Brien. He got bailed out by Bryce and Jace McClellan with a couple of big plays once again. But like you said, defensively, I thought we looked really good, creating turnovers and getting stops, even though it was against a lesser opponent than normal. Yeah, you want Jace McClellan uh... – the last couple of weeks, he's been playing really, really good. I mean, uh, I don't expect him to enter the NFL draft, but he's he's eligible to enter the NFL draft, and if he chooses to do so, he's certainly made himself some money over the last couple of weeks. Uh, we talked about it last week on the podcast. He's just running way harder uh, than he really has at the beginning of the year, and, and you can tell uh, that Bryce Young is still a little bit hurt with his shoulder. Um, I've heard that it, it may be a little bit worse than uh, – than really everybody thinks and has, has been led on to think by uh, what he said and what Nick Saban said and stuff like that. But um, you could you could very obviously tell that on that long throw to Jermaine Burton. I mean, that was an easy touchdown with Bryce being healthy. I mean, that ball went like 40 yards in the air and it looked like all he had. Right. Yeah, you know, like you said, Jason's just been running the ball a lot harder these last few games. I don't know if it's because he's finally gotten a little bit more healthy, you know, after last year's injury. And then dealing with a few little injuries here and there at, at this year. But then the Bryce situation, those shoulder injuries, I know you've had shoulder injuries. I've had shoulder injuries being athletes ourselves. And that's just been something that's always, you never know what's going to happen. It can be a really serious injury from nothing, or it can be a nothing injury to really see Like you just, you don't know his shoulders and hopefully it's nothing too serious for him. But like you said, a hundred percent healthy Bryce makes a lot of these throws look look a lot easier than he has been these last few games shoulders are no nothing to joke with uh those are always worse injuries than you think they are uh and the thing with jace i I really think that just getting more consistent carries is something that uh has really helped him i mean it's kind of been really running back by committee this this whole year which it should be as as great as a junior is and the uh the balance that roydell brings 
But Jace kind of getting the majority of carries the last couple of weeks. I feel like he's he's getting into the game a little bit more, and he's breaking into the game a little bit more. And I feel like he's the type of player that needs a couple carries to really just um, to pile up the yardage that we that we're going to think. I think he's more more of a Brian Robinson type back than we all think he is. Um, he doesn't physically look like him maybe as much. Uh, right. Sometimes he doesn't run like him maybe as much. But at the end of the day, I really do think that Jace could be a guy that could carry the brunt of the load and and pile up the yardage. Uh, sort of like he did. I mean, not like not to the extent of Derrick Henry or even Najee even, but um, I think that if he could, if he did come back next year, um, which we both expect that he will come back next year, he could be like B. Rob if it was needed. But obviously, uh, with the depth that our running back room should have, that that won't be necessary. Right, and I mean, you've called it from the very beginning, and I've kind of been on the edge of it, but I'm starting to agree with you more. He is clearly the best true running back we've had. Um, we went into the season expecting to see him be running back one and be the lead rusher for us up until this point in the season. And Jameer Gibbs kind of obviously being a great talent he is, he sort of busted onto the scene and took over the role there. But I think Jason's finally, like you said, sort of getting back into the role of things and being that feature premier back that we've seen in the past Alabama. Yeah, obviously we've said Jameer is a great player, but we didn't bring Jameer here to, to carry the ball 20 times a game. We he He's here to be the explosive play kind of guy, the change-up kind of guy um, that really gets momentum going. He's kind of like uh, a Kenyon Drake, if you will. Not to the – he's a better player than Kenyon Drake, I, I think. But yeah. Um, yeah. that was the kind of role that was anticipated for him. Maybe a little bit larger, but there was certainly supposed to be more of a mix between Jace and, and Jameer when – through this point to the season, it's kind of been when they're all healthy, it's 80% Jameer and 20% everybody else. Yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to see how Bill O'Brien can find a way to screw this up this week and against Auburn with the hopefully healthy, fully healthy Jameer and a fully healthy Jace. See what he does with that situation there. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about Bill O'Brien later on in the episode, um, but yeah, I'm sure he will find a way to screw it up. I, I know we're, we're kind of, I guess, that's all I have for, for Austin P. Um, unless you have anything else. Uh, I think it was a, a good game to sort of get some guys' confidence back. Like you said, Jace had a big game. Jermaine Burton had another big game going forward. And hopefully that sort of just boosts their confidence going into the Iron Bowl. Uh, we're, we're going all sorts all over the wall right now. I meant to talk about basketball before football, but uh, basketball teams rolling big game this week uh, on Thanksgiving versus Michigan State. Um, there's They're playing in that big-time tournament, Villanova, North Carolina, uh, Oregon, UConn, a lot of really brand name teams in that tournament. And if we shoot the way we did versus Jacksonville State and versus uh, who did we play? Liberty in the second game. I don't think there's a team in the country that can that can play with us really. Yeah, I mean it's it's so awesome to watch this team play when they're playing to the standard that Nate Oates and Alabama fans have for them to do. And like you said, if they play that way, I don't think anyone will beat them. Yep. Obviously, you can play that for any sport. If Alabama scores and plays defense the way they're supposed to at football, they won't lose. At baseball, if you throw strikes and gets hits when you're supposed to, you won't lose. But it's just it's starting to become a little bit more consistent with these guys. And with Nate Oates starting to get a little bit more comfortable in his role here at Alabama and as being one of the top premier coaches in basketball, I'm really looking forward to see what we do. And we'll have to we'll have a lot to prove in this upcoming game. And, I like our chances. Yeah, Michigan State, they've been really good this year. They've actually been kind of surprising. I was surprised when I saw them not ranked early on in the year. Uh, but, right. I mean, they've beat Gonzaga. They've beat uh, Kentucky. They, they've they've gotten some good wins 
uh, over the last couple of weeks. They jumped all the way up to number 12, so they're ranked even higher than we are now. So beating them would, would be great for us if uh, we play like we have been. I really like our chances. Brandon Miller, uh, he's probably – he's one of the best college basketball players I've seen. Uh, I mean, I know you can throw like Kevin Durant and, and those guys in there too, but um, through four games, he's he's on the same par as they are. Did I lose you? Yeah, you lost me for a little bit. I think I heard what you were saying, and you're 100% right. The, the freshmen and the new guys that we have in this year are just – they're outstanding. It's you, you expect these guys to be good, but then when you see them play and they perform the way they have it to this point, it's just – blowing all expectations out of the water and like you said when when they're on him and Sears I mean it's it's that's a tough combo yeah so big basketball game Thursday um but after that we have a huge game in the Iron Bowl I mean I know this season has kind of been a wash if you will uh not I mean you can't say it's a wash we're gonna win hopefully 10 games which a lot of other programs wish they could do but um a great a great way to end the season would be to dominate the Iron Bowl. I know we're going to have a bowl game after um, after the season's really over and all this stuff's announced. We're going to be in the bowl games, and we're going to probably be in a, a New Year's Six game, which a lot of programs wish they could be in. But um, let's be honest, like, what's the chances we're going to see some of our guys that have really contributed over the last couple of years playing in, the, in that game? I mean, this is, there's a very good chance that Saturday is the last time we see Bryce Young, Will Anderson – even Jameer Gibbs, and I'm forgetting some other ones, obviously, but uh, last time we see those guys in an Alabama jersey. So um, we really, really got to appreciate that and enjoy that, and, and hopefully they go out with a bang and, and really just dominate the Iron Bowl. Yeah, this this is the game that any Alabama, if you have any sort of Alabama identity to you, this is the game you always look forward to. It's the game you circle on the calendar. It's Auburn, Iron Bowl. Homer away, it doesn't matter. Emotions are going to be high. The intensity level is going to be high. I know we've had issues up so far this season coming out flat, and I know people have said our mentality hasn't been good, but that all changes when Auburn comes to town, and hopefully these guys play like Alabama has in the past, and we really, like you said, put it on them because for most of these guys, unless some crazy stuff happens this week and the next week, this could be their last game at Alabama. You talked about Alabama identity. If you have that, then this is a game that you really strive for. Not to take anything away from the way that we recruit uh, or the players that we have, but we don't have a ton of Alabama native players. Uh, We have a few, but we don't have a ton. We don't have nearly as many as Auburn does. So the Iron Bowl sometimes doesn't mean as much to some of these guys. Uh, Sure, they played in the game last year, um, but some of them have never played in this type of game, played in the Iron Bowl. So they don't really know what it means as much as some of the guys that are from the state of Alabama, uh, more so on the Auburn team like we talked about. So I think that um, early on in the game, that could be something that drags out a little bit. I think this could be a, a kind of annoying annoying game um, yep. at the beginning. You know, Auburn's playing the best they've played all year long. Uh, Cadillac really has those guys playing with some uh, heart, some intensity, yeah. some enthusiasm. I mean – as just as a stance, just to stand back and as a football fan, um, take their name away, take their ugly colors away. I, I you got to appreciate what Cadillac's doing and, and how the way they're playing. So, um, this is not the time that you want to play Auburn, but uh, this is the time that we're going to play them. So, hopefully, that uh, we can, I guess, match the intensity that they're, they're going to bring because, um, 
we're we're really not playing for anything. Uh, we're playing for the Iron Bowl, which means a lot to a lot of people listening to this show and all, every Alabama fan. But uh, to some of the players playing in the game, it doesn't mean as much to them as it means to the fans, uh, pride-wise, if that makes sense. Obviously, they want to win the game uh, for themselves and create value for themselves, like Coach Saban always says. But um, as a pride-wise, pride type of thing, uh, this may mean a little bit more to fans than players. Yeah, I think you did a great job covering what what Cadillac's really done for Auburn since he's stepped up and taking that coaching position there right now. Uh, He's really gotten the guys there to sort of play as a team and play for one and really play for him almost at this point. And they're going to come out with a lot of intensity and a lot of want. And if we don't come out with that same intensity, not only matching them but playing with more intensity and want than they do, there's a very real chance they beat us. So I'm hoping that the guys come out not expecting it to be uh, Auburn suck this year. They're not going to be any good. They've definitely changed a lot these past few games. I know I think they're two and one since he's taken the helm there. And I mean they've played completely different with a lot more, a lot different than what we've seen of Auburn up to this point. And I think we're going to have a real test, like you said. It's going to be one of these games where it's like, oh my gosh, what's going on? Yeah, I I always hate playing Auburn. They could be 0 and 11, and we could be 11 and 0. I know. There's always that cliche, throw the records out the window with the rivalry games. I don't think that's yep. necessarily true for, for every game, for every rivalry game, but it just seems for this one with the Auburn Voodoo Magic that they just somehow always seem to have, especially when uh, they have like a glimmer of hope, which they kind of do uh, with the way that Cadillac really has those guys buying in right now. So um, there's really nothing more dangerous uh, than an Auburn team that thinks they – can do something. Um, so hopefully we can extinguish that early on in the game. Um, but I'm expecting them, like you, like you said, I'm expecting them to come out with their hair on fire. Um, they're playing for a bowl game, which, um, I mean, they're going to have opt outs just as as we'll have opt outs too. So a bowl game doesn't mean as much as it used to be, but, uh, so they're really, they're playing with nothing to lose. Um, and there's nothing more dangerous to play than a team with nothing to lose either. So, um, you talked about, uh, they're they're playing a little bit better, but I mean, in all honesty, they're they're not very good. And trying to preview Auburn a little bit right here, they're not very good. The quarterback is Ashford. He's athletic. Um, he can make some things happen off of uh, off platform. But uh, if he if he just sits in the pocket, he's not going to beat you because a he's he's not a very super accurate quarterback. Um, yeah. B their wide receiver play is really really not. It's pretty bad. It's just. It's on the same level as ours, really. We may even have we may even have the edge. Uh, off offensive line wise, their offensive line is really really bad. Uh, I think it might be one of the worst in the, in the league. So I hope I really hope we can take advantage of that. The only bright spot they have on offense, obviously, is their running backs with uh, Tank Bigsby, Jarquez Hunter. Those 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 guys. Uh, that's their best players on offense and, and defensively. Um, in their secondary, they're that's where they're uh, that's where they're vulnerable really really vulnerable in the secondary their run uh, run defense really isn't too too terribly bad uh, linebacker wise uh, they, they got a couple good players defensive front wise uh, they got they got a solid player right there too but um, it's really nothing nothing special I mean we've seen probably five teams better than Auburn this year I think in the SEC yep. six teams maybe take away yeah. Andy and a and m yeah um, like you touched on, I mean, you, you pretty much covered it all, but like offensively, they they really don't have any sort of scheme or, or they're not really fundamentally sound. They just go out there and, and try to make big plays, busted plays. And a lot of that comes from their running backs. And even Robbie Ashford as, as a runner, 
And so I think if we can sort of contain the run and not allow them to sustain drives by running the ball defensively, I think we shouldn't have any issues there. Um, for them defensively, like you said, their pass coverage hasn't been that great all year. Um, they're very good. They're not very good. They're a formidable run defensive team. Um, I think after what they saw in our game plan last year with Bill O'Brien, they're going to be really blitz heavy again this year. So hopefully that doesn't give us any issues again. But I think if we, I know we talked about it pretty much every podcast this year that we've done. If we work in some RPOs and some play actions, I think we can really counter their aggressiveness and that'll help help us win this game handedly. You talk about last year in the Auburn game uh, when they blitzed Bryce Young. Sure, he was sacked a few times, but uh, we had some success against the blitz last year. But this year, um, since Bryce has gotten hurt, teams that blitzed us really have success against us. Um, it, maybe that's due in part to the injury a little bit. Has something to do with our wide receivers not really creating separation. Has something to do with the route concepts. It's just really a, a big mashup of things that have gone wrong for us. Um, so, yeah. like you like you said, we can counteract that with uh, RPOs. We've talked about how we cannot understand one single bit why we're not uh, predicated offensively through the RPO uh, every single time. That seems to be uh, every t- every single time that happens, it seems to work out really well. So um, maybe. Uh, We've talked about it so many times about how why uh, they say that we are a dry back offense because Bryce likes to do it, but um, I think that kind of is a uh, I guess a uh, what's the word I'm looking for here a uh, I don't so know like a escape escape goat for Bill O'Brien. Yeah, yeah, I agree completely. I think I get Bryce is a better drop back guy, but if it's not working as making our offensive unit better just because of one player, then I think we need to sort of look to what we can do better to make the whole offense work. I, that covers it for the Auburn for me. I know I've said that a couple of times, but uh, if you want to jump into you have the questions? Yeah, I, we got some really good ones this week, some, some tough ones actually, but I, I like pretty much all we have. And we'll start out from our guy Kijani. If Saturday, I'm assuming the Austin P game, was bottom three Bill O'Brien calls, and what are the other games in that realm? Yeah, this is funny. Uh, during the, the game, I actually tweeted out. I was like, all right, this is uh, – I think it was at halftime I tweeted out. I was like, this is a bottom three performance <laughs> by Bill O'Brien that I've ever seen, and that's saying something. Uh, I, off the top of my head, I would say the Texas game earlier this yeah. year is, is in there for sure. I would say that the Iron Bowl last year was a really, really piss-poor called game from Bill O'Brien. I would say that um, – the uh, Texas A&M game this year, even though that um, we had Milrow playing quarterback, we did nothing to help Milrow out. We did no uh, nothing to do nothing to help him do what he does well. Nothing uh, really easy for him. So I would say the Texas A&M game, and um, I don't know how many I've already said, but I would say the Mississippi State game this year was really bad too. There was absolutely no game plan for that. Yeah, I mean, if you're going bottom five of the barrel, there's however long Bill O'Brien's been here, I guess, was it 15 and they're 14 and then almost 10 at this point. So let's just round it 25 games up to this point. It's really easy to pick all of the games. You could say have been bad for him. It's been a lot of Bryce and other star players sort of bailing him out. But I think the five you covered are very easily the worst he's had it's kind of sad that you're able to pick so easily like just off the top of your head some of the worst bill o'brien games because and in, in alabama under nick saban we shouldn't have any bad called games like with the talent we have every game should be called great every play should work out 
obviously it doesn't work that way. But with the talent we have and the ability we have and our athletes, we shouldn't have bad games like like these five. Honorable honorable mention is LSU a couple of weeks ago. That was really really bad too. Uh, towards the end, it got a little bit. But I want actually it didn't get better. Bryce got better in that game. He he started he pulled rabbits out of his hat for the last 10 minutes of that game. So uh, honorable mention is LSU a couple weeks ago. That was really bad, too. Yeah, there's there's so many you can choose from. I think if you say any game that Bill O'Brien's called, there's a fair argument for that. But I think the ones we covered are, are fairly good and fairly reasonable, I would say. Um, our next question from Southern Man 17 any update on why Kyrie Jackson has been suspended? I, I'm not really sure why he's been suspended. I don't. When's the last time he's he's played? Oh, maybe it was LSU, LSU the last time uh, he was he was there. I know that he messaged something out on Twitter where he was like, "I'm so depressed, man." After the LSU game, so I would assume it kind of happened around that time because um, he didn't play in the Ole Miss game. So I would assume that he didn't practice for the Ole Miss game either. Uh, but I have no update as to why that would happen. There's Plenty of things that can get you suspended if you violate team rules. Um, I doubt he got arrested because I'm sure we would have know about that by now. Um, but it could be so sim- something so simple as just uh, not going to study hall, not going to class. Who knows? Right. If, if my memory serves me right, and I could be completely wrong here, I feel like he kind of had an injury sort of issue with the LSU game, and that's kind of why he hadn't been playing up to that point. But really and truly, he was our fourth guy, so I think – Kind of the suspension doesn't really hurt there, but yeah, I'm with you. I hadn't seen or heard anything. Saban hasn't come out, which he never really does explain why people have been suspended. But I, there are so many ways that you can get suspended for such stupid things. And we must remember these guys, we call them guys, but they're still kids, really. I mean, they're 18 to 21, 22 year olds. So stupid mistakes will happen. Hopefully, it wasn't anything serious. And like you said, it could be something as stupid as skipping class one day or not going to a lift or something like that. So there's no real rhyme or reason why he's been suspended. But as far as we know, there's it's nothing too serious. Um, from Keaton J.K., Bryce Auburn, what do, what do you expect that to be? Uh, you kind of cut out there, but I think the question was Bryce Young is stat line versus Auburn. Uh, yes. Yeah. We can't spoil the uh, player predictions, can we? I guess not because we'll kind of go over it for our over-unders. Obviously, Bryce is always in our over-unders. So, I I just – I guess let's say I think he's going to have a good game. I guess that's the best way I can answer that question right now. I do think he'll play well, but I think we're also going to try to do stuff um, to make stuff easy for him for maybe the first time all year long. I really do think that um, this is going to be a game where we try to dominate the run game. Um and I think we're going to try to have some some really easy throws. And I could be completely wrong. I'm probably overestimating Bill O'Brien right now. But uh, <laughs> I think we're going to try to make it easy on him. No, I really hope so because with the it's, it's definitely more than likely his last game at Bryant-Denny. I really hope to see him go out on a high note. Um, from Team Bama. Do you think the fan base's concern for this game are warranted? I do think it's warranted. Um, we talked about uh, the way that Auburn's playing right now, uh, the motivation that they're playing with right now um, is is going to be something that we're going to have to deal with early on. I talked about how I think this could be kind of an annoying game uh, at the beginning. Uh, I think that it could drag out. We're going to be sitting there at, at halftime or early in the third quarter being like, oh, here we go again. Uh, so I think that it is warranted that we're worried about this game. I'm always worried about Auburn. Uh, just 
it's just the way the way the rivalry works. Um, they play their best game every single year against us. Beating Alabama for them is obviously, like we've said, or everybody knows, is their national championship. For us, it's just another game because that's how Saban has made Alabama to where our standard is national championships, and they get rings for beating Alabama. Yeah, I think at to this point this season, you could have asked this question for six or seven other games, and the answer would be yes, just because of how this season has been and how the team has been up to this point. But this especially, of course, because – Auburn is on a very hot streak right now. They're playing for a purpose, playing as a team, playing as one. And at this point, Alabama, we're, we're kind of like just going through the motions most games. So unless things have changed, 100% this game is a concern for me and a lot of other fans. And I, I do think it's warranted because, like you said, this game, it's one of those rivalry games where every record gets thrown out, talent gets thrown out. It's just beast versus beast, and it could go either way. And this game's like every other one where – Bama could win by 50, or we could lose by 50. Auburn could win by one, or they could lose by one. You never know what's going to happen in a game like this. I am I am really glad that it's at home. Uh, I think that's yeah. going to really help us. Uh, we tend to play better, or we always play better. We tend to win games at home uh, over <laughs> the last decade or plus since Abe has been here. Um, right. I, I couldn't tell you off the top of my head how many home games we've lost, excluding 2007 as first year, I would say. It's it's less than five. I'm not going to think about it right now, but I think it's probably less than five. Yeah, I think you're 100% right here. If this game was, was being played up at, up in the worst part of Alabama, then this, it would be a lot more scary, and I'd be a lot more worried no, than you, I already What are you talking about? Auburn's in West Georgia, man. That's not Alabama. <laughs> yeah, we don't claim them, right? No. We don't claim them. No. Um, from Grumpy Grump on Twitter, this, this was a really good one that caught our eye really good today. Um, Total portal speculation here, but who are some people you realistically believe will enter from other teams and from our team? That's really hard to think of uh, or speculate um, from other teams. Um, I I do know I have heard that there is a there's going to be a a lot of Texas A and M transfers, but um, I would expect to see a lot of those go to LSU. I think that. Um, there's a connection there. A lot of them were LSU, Texas A&M recruiting battles as it began. Um, so I think that a lot of them are, are going to go to LSU. Um, I think that um, there is a chance, though, with Evan Stewart, if he does enter the portal, I think that there's a chance that he could be a guy um, that we could get. He was recruited really heavily by Alabama uh, coming out of high school. So there's potential there. Um, Denver Harris, a defensive back from there. I mean, he got he's gotten in a lot of trouble, so we may pass on on him at that point. So I think that, uh, but there's a chance there with him. You want to look at quarterback um, Max Duggan at TCU um, is a guy that is a potential transfer option. Uh, you don't want to speculate on that because TCU is likely going to make the playoff. Um, yeah. So I would I'd highly doubt that he he would leave only if maybe their offensive coordinator would leave and maybe he comes with them. Um, and then Drake May is obviously the want from every Alabama fan, including myself. But I right now I don't see that happening. Um, so it's hard to think of of guys that would enter the portal and come to Alabama right now. But uh, and it's also NIL regulated. That's uh, just how it is nowadays in the college football world. Yeah, one name that I wanted to throw out and get your opinion on here from other schools before we jump on to people that we could see possibly leaving from us is Clemson quarterback DJ Uyunglele. You know, he hasn't been what they've expected, and I expect them to start the new guy there next year. 
and I think there's a very real chance that he could leave. And do you think he would be a good fit somewhere? Do you think he'll kind of revamp his career? Do you think he's kind of a wash at this point? He's the talent you can't argue with. Um, I think he probably will transfer. I agree. I think that their guy, Cade Klubnik, is probably a little bit better than him. Uh, yeah. But I wouldn't want him if he did enter the portal, and I would expect him to kind of go back out west, uh, maybe to a UCLA. I think their guy's on his eighth year right now. Um, he'll leave. <laughs> uh, I could see him going to Oregon and following Bo Nix. I, I, I think he'll go back west. Okay. All right, well, I, I agree with you. I don't think he'll be coming to BAM. I just want to – I know he's been the talk of the town. I know when he first started as a freshman, everyone said he was better than Bryce and all that. Obviously, Bryce has kind of shown that was incorrect. But moving to our guys, I know we've talked about it just being Bama fans. There are a couple guys we can see entering the portal. Or I know we've talked about possibly going to the draft, even though they shouldn't. But I know one big name for you that you really think entered the portal, and I'll let you spoil it here for us. So let's hear what you got. Yeah, there's actually a few that I think are going to enter the portal. Um, we'll start with Treshawn Holden. I think he is. Uh, I think he's done at Alabama. Uh, his yeah. his snap count that he's played this this year. I mean, obviously this year he he started the season playing every snap. He started the started the first game, started the second game, and so on and so forth. But as we got about six games in, you started seeing that he didn't really even play. I mean, there was a couple games where he didn't, he wasn't even on the field one single time. So I think right. um, he's going to go. Um, I think that Trey Sanders is someone that's going to go, and I we can't blame him at all. Um, I, I really hope that he gets an opportunity somewhere. He's had horrible luck um, as as at Alabama, but I, I think that he'll go, and hopefully he gets um, an opportunity somewhere. And I'll always root for Trey Sanders. Uh, Kyrie Jackson coming off his suspension. Um, he was a JUCO guy, but I'm fairly certain that he has one year left of eligibility. So I think that um, he's a guy that we're going to see go. And I think there's there's more guys um, that are going to leave. I think we're going to see a, a good bit of our players leave. December 5th is a uh, is a day to notice. I think that is a big uh, – I saw I read it on Twitter earlier. That's a big day for transfer portal stuff. Um Maybe that's the day they can start being recruited. I, I, really, I don't know. Uh, but um, there's going to be plenty from our team that, that enter the portal. Those three guys are the ones that I think are the bigger name players that we'll see go, though. Yeah, I know we talked about Treshawn Holden earlier this year and earlier today even talking about him. I agree, or I think he will not be at Alabama next year, whether that means he enters the portal or enters the draft and to hope for a late-round pick, which I don't think he's worth or maybe signing a free agent deal somebody somewhere for somebody. Um, I agree. I don't think he'll be back. And the one I really want to touch on is Trey Sanders. You know, like you mentioned, really bad luck. The injury bug just never left him. Um, when he was healthy, he was arguably one of our best running backs we had on, on team roster. And unfortunately, it just hasn't worked out for him here. Hopefully, like you said, he goes somewhere and finds his rejuvenating style and has sort of a Jerome Ford moment where he goes somewhere and then he's great. Um, like you said, I think I'll always be a fan of him. He was a great person, always had a great mentality about it, and I just hope he has a good rest of his career there, wherever he decides to go. But I do think we'll lose a lot of people. We always do. Hopefully it's no one important to us, but, I mean, when we have 900 people on, on roster, whether it's walk-on or scholarship, people are going to leave to try to find playing time, especially nowadays. Yeah, last, last thing that I'll say about that that question right there, I mean – we don't know where Trey Sanders is going to go, but we're fairly certain that he's going to enter the portal. If you had to, if I had to pick one guy off the team 
that I would say he's 100% going to transfer. It would, it would be Trey Sanders just because how deep the running back room is. You talked about how he was when he was healthy, he was becoming one of our better backs. And I don't, I have just an uncanny memory of Alabama football for some really weird reason. But that that car wreck that he got in a couple years ago screwed him, man. It was after the Mississippi State game in 2020. Um, we had I can't I, I talk about my memory of Alabama football and I can't remember this, but he he got a lot more snaps in that game. I mean, maybe he was coming back from an, a prior injury and he yeah. looked really good in that game. And then later that week, unfortunately, he had that car accident and. Kind of, I think he broke his hip in that. That sucks. He, he got screwed right there. He was becoming one of our better backs. Yeah, I'm with you. I think out of anybody, he's almost, I don't want to say 100% lot because we're never 100% sure on things. But if you could say 100% for anything, I feel like he's 100% lot to enter just because of, like you said, the running back room and the running back talent and depth that we have, not only this year, but coming in next year also. Um, from Jay Clear. Does Pete play a three-three-five defense, or does he stick to the two-four-five against Alder? I, I mean, I think we're going to stick to what we've seen most of the year. Um, I think that it's going to be kind of a three-four for for the yeah. most part. I mean, sure, we'll be in dime some to where we have the extra defensive back on the field, but I think for the most part, we're going to have we're going to be in a base three-four. Um, sure, they'll do some things to get us off kilter. Like the uh, like if they want to spread if they want to spread us out when we're gonna have to put extra defensive backs on the field maybe we see one linebacker at times but for the most part I think we'll stay to true to what we do and, and stay in the three four. Yeah, I don't think we'll go out of our ordinary what we normally do just because it's Auburn, but I do think we have to focus more on the run this week than the pass just because of that being their strong suit. They're not gonna throw the ball like Tennessee did. They're not they're not built that way. They're a run heavy run power team and. I think we have to use our strengths in that aspect to sort of counteract that ability. Yeah. So I do think we, like you said, three, four, maybe even a four, three at some point, sort of putting in the beefier guys in there just to sort of slow down their run game. I think it'll be very similar to what we saw versus Ole Miss. Yeah, yeah, very. That's a great comparison there. Um, from Basson twenty four, what are some ways that Auburn can give us trouble on both sides of the ball? Defensively, I think it's going to be their blitz, their blitz packages that they bring. Uh, I'm sure they've schemed up quite a few over the last few weeks. I'm sure they're going to pull the tape from last year's Iron Bowl and see what worked really well against us. So I think their blitz packages uh, for them on defense is going to probably give us some fits because blitzes have given us fits all year long, so why wouldn't it? Offensively, uh, I, they have a potential to sustain some fairly long drives because they're going to pick up four or five yards every single carry with, with Tank and, and Hunter. Um I think that is something that could give us fits as well, and I'm sure they're going to have trick plays up their sleeve like they always do versus us. Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head with the defense. Blitzes, they worked incredibly for them last year, and we were better at picking up blitzes last year. So, as you said, this year it's been a struggle, so I don't know why they wouldn't try to affect us in that aspect there. Offensively, like you said, the run game is going to be their, their bread and butter, I think. A lot of zone read plays for them where the quarterback has the opportunity to keep the ball and run it himself. Obviously, Ashford, a very dual-threat quarterback. I think he's their second-leading rusher on the team behind Tank. So if both of those guys are running the ball well, I think that'll be a very big issue for us, and we'll have problems in that aspect. Um, So blitzing and then covering the run are going to be the biggest trouble that they will bring. Then final question from Tomcat RTR. What has to happen for Alabama to sneak into the playoffs, and what are the chances of it happening? 
um, a lot and very very little chance. Um, let's just <laughs> let's just run it down real quick. Georgia, they're gonna beat LSU. They're in. They're yep. in. Ohio State. Who do you want to say wins that game? Ohio State or Michigan? I personally think Michigan wins it, but for Alabama to get in, I think Ohio State needs to beat Michigan very badly. You do? I, I do. I, I don't. I don't. I don't know. I, I think, think a one loss Ohio State team gets in a lot easier than a one loss Michigan. I think both of them would go in over us, honestly. Yeah. So I think we're screwed right there. I think we really needed TCU to lose Saturday, and we really needed Michigan to lose as well. Uh, that that really hurt us. I think TCU would have to lose maybe even twice. Um, if USC wins out, they're going to get in too. So I, it's going to be a really, really, um, really, really hard. Uh, really going to be really hard for us to get in. Yeah, I think when the polls come out later tonight, it'll really tell us what our true chances are. I think Clemson will be ahead of us, and then LSU and USC also. So I think a Clemson champ, conference champion is going to be in ahead of us. I think either Georgia or LSU will be in ahead of us. And like you said, TCU wins it there and then Ohio State or Michigan. I don't think we have a chance. We'd have to have a lot of crazy crap to happen. I just I don't think I don't think it will. Um, that's all the questions we have though. If you wanna we can go ahead and jump into our players of the game. Yeah, offensively, I'm gonna go with Jacory Brooks. Um had a big iron bowl last year. Um he's been our best receiver this year, I think I can say pretty confidently. Um, he did get a little nicked up, a little injured in the Austin P game early on. Nothing too serious, though. Um, so I think that Ja'Cory Brooks is uh, is going to have a big iron ball again. I think we're going to try to get the ball to him more so than the other guys. Uh, that's very fair. Um, I'm kind of cheating the system here. I'm going to go with the guy who's been hot the last two weeks and Jason McClellan. I just think, I mean, you got to keep the hot hand hot, so – I'm going to go with the cheat answer here and Jace McClellan and expect him to have a, another big game running. For my surprise player of the game, I'll go with the receiver here, a guy who really hasn't done much the last few weeks in Kobe Prentice. Um, I hope he has a big Iron Bowl game. I really don't think – I don't know if he'll play or not. I mean, we saw a lot of new faces in last week and the week before, but with with what we're doing and with, with Bill O'Brien's game plan, I don't know how effective he'll be, but if he does get to play like he was at the start of the year, I expect him to have a big game. Surprise for me, I'm going to go with uh, with Cameron Latu, uh, veteran veteran guy right there on senior day. I think he's going to have some uh, some big catches, maybe even a touchdown. Yeah, you know, I'll, I've said it every, every time I say it. He's our red zone threat for Bryce, so I, I like that one. Defensively for me, I'm going to go Henry Toa Toa. Um, they're going to run the ball a lot. We've got to have our interior linebackers filling holes and making tackles. I could see him also being the spy type guy on Robbie Ashford, so he'll have to make some big tackles there. And I expect him to do that with this being his last game at Alabama. We talked about how Auburn wants to uh, wants to really run the ball. That's what they're going to really want to do. Um, but you can't run it every single play. you got to throw it some. So when they do throw it, they're prone to turnovers. I think that – Kool-Aid McKinstry is going to uh, continue to be our maybe best player on defense this year. So I think uh, he's going to get a pick and uh, be my defensive player at the game. Yeah, I, I agree completely with you. When they do throw the ball, they're very likely to turn it over. And the guy who hasn't been himself at all up to this point this year but is an Alabama strong suit for us and we expect him to have a great year is Jordan Battle. He's another guy who this could very possibly be his last game at Alabama, and I expect him to try to go out with a bang. 
Um, whether that's by forcing a turnover or actually making a play for once this year, I expect him to do one of those two this week. You no, know, it's kind of sad that we can we we go y'all y'all don't know this, but we go by this and we're like, all right, we can't pick these guys for the surprise guy because he's supposed to be one of our better guys. It's kind of it's bad that we're we're able to pick Jordan Battle to be the surprise player of the game on defense. It, it's really telling of, of how he has been this year and how a couple other guys have been this year too. Um, surprise guy for me, I'm going to stick with the state of Alabama. Um, I've gone two guys that are, are from the state, so I think they're going to play with an extra chip on their shoulder in this game. I'll go with Deontay Lawson. I think he's been really, really good for us lately. I think we're going to continue to see him be really good for us. I'm going to, So I'll go with him to be my surprise guy. Yeah, I, I like that pick a lot. I think he's in for a very big, big game, especially, like you said, being an Alabama native. He's going to have that sort of hatred for him in this game. Uh, how do you have this game ended up? What's your score prediction? I've said a couple times I think this is going to be an annoying game. Um, I think that we're going to struggle on offense like we really have all year long. Um, I think with their running game, they're going to be able to sustain some some drives, uh, find the end zone a couple times. I'll go with 30-14 uh, to 14 Alabama. I, I think that it could be a 17-14 to 14 game sometime in the third quarter, though I think we'll pull away um, towards the end. Yeah, I 100% agree with that. If you go back and listen to our previous podcast, my numbers have been outrageously wrong, so I'm going to sort of probably stick with that this week. I think it's going to be, like you said, one of those games where we're kind of going through the motions and we just walk through it. But I think at the end of the game, we're going to win 41-17, to and we're going to look at the score and be like, oh, wow, we actually we won this game very easily. And it's not going to be a pretty game, but I do think we handle them. I don't think they're as good as they played these last few games, and I think – we come out, punch them in the mouth, and they sort of shut down very quickly. Um, that's that's our players and score predictions. Uh, I guess we can end it with a few over-unders. Uh, we'll start with Bryce Young, over-under 300 passing yards. I think it's going to be under. Um, I think Bryce is going to have an effective game, but I, like I said, I think it's going to be a lot of really short throws like it kind of has been all year long. Uh, really hard to get yards after the catch. Uh, I think we're going to try to run the ball more so than we have this year. I, I think that uh, it will be under 300 yards. Okay. I, I See, I was kind of debating that one. I went over just looking at last year's Iron Bowl. I know we had a couple last-second drives where he kind of put the team on his back there, but I don't think he wants to get to that situation again this year. So I think he, I think we go over there for Bryce. Um, sticking with him, over under two-and-a-half touchdowns. Oh, I, what did I have my score predict? I think it's going to be – I think it's going to be under. I think he's going to get two. Okay. I went over just because my score prediction was a little bit higher. Or so I got to, I got to go over there. I think he has three on the day. Um, running back, this one was kind of tough because I don't know with Bill O'Brien. I mean, obviously I would give Chase a majority of the carries, but he's likely to give Jameer 20 carries this week. But So Chase or Jameer over under 100 yards. Not combined, one of them, right? Correct, correct. I'll say under. I think that uh, Jameer is getting a little bit more healthy. I think Austin P was kind of a game. Well, he didn't even play in the game. Um, but I think he's more healthy, so I think that uh, the, the carries are going to be more split. I agree with that, too. I'm, I'm with you. I think it's not going to be exactly 50-50. I think it'll kind of be like a 50-30-20 type deal or 50-40-10, however you want to look at it with those two, and then Roy Dell Williams this week. So I'll go under also. Um, sticking with that, both of those guys again, separately, over under one and a half touchdowns. I'll go under. I think um, 
I think they're both going to get one. Okay. That would be really good for us. Um, I'll go under on that, too. I, I kind of like to both get one thing. I think I'm going to steal that one from you. But one of them is um, receiving. What's that again? I said, but one of them's receiving. Ooh, all right, Jace or Jameer there? Jameer. Ah, that's kind of a given. Yeah. All right, speaking about receiving, any receiver going for over 77 and a half yards? I picked Ja'Cory Brooks to be my player of the game on offense. Um, so you'd assume that I'm going to go over, so I'm going to go under. Um, <laughs> I think that he's going to have a lot of catches and a lot of first down catches. Maybe not explosive plays. Uh, Big-time catches lead to big-time plays, so I, I like that. I'm going to go under also. I think the last few games we've had someone go over 77.5 yards, but I think this game, like you mentioned, it's going to be a little bit more run-focused, but I'm going to go under there also. And our last one for offense, because they're going to be blitzing a lot, does our O-line give up over or under 3.5 sacks? I think, well, we haven't really given up sacks all year long. Um, Austin P has more sacks against us than anybody else this year. I think it's going to be under three and a half. I think it'll be. Uh, I, don't, I think it'll be maybe one. Oh, all right. I'm unfortunately going to go over. I think, like you said, we haven't really given up that many this year, mostly because Bryce Young's a magician. But I think with the amount they're going to blitz, and I just, I just think it's kind of hard for them not to get sacks, just with how, with how blitz heavy they are and how much pressure they have been getting on the quarterback. I think it's hard not to go over for me there. Um, moving to our defense. Over under 350 total yards allowed. I think this is going to be a, a short game. I think uh, the clock's going to be moving quite a bit, so I think they're going to be under 350 yards. Yeah, I'm, I agree with you. They're going to be really run-eccentric, and we are too, so I think the clock will kind of get melted a lot this game. So I, I agree with the under there. Um, do we get over or under three-and-a-half sacks this game? I think uh, as bad as their offensive line is, we can't tackle the quarterback, so I'm going to go yeah. under. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you there, too. I think he's kind of like a K.J. Jefferson, um, Robbie Ashford there, where he's a very good runner and he's very good at getting back to the line when he's getting hit in the backfield. And like you said, we, we're not very good at bringing the quarterback down when we get to him. So I'm going to go under there also. And then our final defensive one here, do we force a turnover this week? Uh, we've already, we both already said it. I'm going, yes, we do force a turnover. I think Kool-Aid gets an interception. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Whoever it is on defense, I think we force one. I think we might even block a punt. I don't know why. I've just got a feel. We hadn't seen it happen in a while. And we normally get a few of those in a year, so I think we blocked a punt this game too. Then my final question for you, since we are with our best commentators in college football, Brad and Gary, do we have over or under five and a half comments on missed calls for Alabama? Yes, it'll clearly that's, – that's the biggest block out of all these ones we've done. It's definitely over. You know, I, I was thinking Saturday since we played at 11 o'clock, I was like, how do these Big Ten teams play at 11 like every single Saturday? Like it was – it's brutal. But then I realized yeah. that we have to deal with Gary Danielson just about every week, and I figured it's kind of a fair trade. We may even be on the short end of the stick on that. <laughs> yeah, I think, like you said, this is the biggest lock in history. Put the house on it. Put your second mortgage. Get another mortgage on it. Put it on this one. I think they're they they hate Alabama, so this is a hundred percent loss. Dustin Bennett can put his four hundred one k on it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's all I have for you, though. For your over unders, so I, I think that pretty much covers it. Yeah, that that's gonna wrap this episode up. Uh, thank you guys for for listening as always. Thank you guys for the questions as always. Thank you guys for the support all year long. We're gonna continue to do this. Um, please leave us a review only if it's good, obviously. Um, <laughs> But I hope you all stay safe and have a happy Thanksgiving, guys. Roll Tide.
Yeah, have a happy Thanksgiving and roll tide.